Thanks for taking time to listen to this episode of The Real Rescue Podcast. Take a minute to go to therealrescue.com to check out these and other great deals from our sponsors here at The Real Rescue. This episode of The Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider, Axness. Because when lives are at stake and conditions are challenging, clear communication is of the utmost importance. Life Saving Systems Corporation. We do our work so you can do yours. Tough gear for tough jobs. And SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. Breeze Eastern. They dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. The Axness PNG Wireless ICS System can bring cutting-edge wireless intercommunication system technology to any aircraft. The PNG system can be fully integrated into an existing ICS system or can be carried on and off as a mobile base station. They can go anywhere, at any time, on any aircraft. Plus, with the strongest and most robust waterproofed handheld on the market, this system can take a hit and keep working. Their wireless intercom systems are designed to enhance situational awareness through improved communication capability. This system brings superior noise canceling technology to eliminate rotor wash and engine noise from your ICS. The Axness PNG wireless system is currently deployed in more than 1,800 public safety, air ambulance, and search and rescue aircrafts worldwide. I have personally used the Axness system in four different countries and on five different airframes. It is awesome. If you want more information, contact them today at axness.com. That's A-X-N-E-S dot com. You just make sure you tell them Quinny sent me. Life Saving Systems Corporation. They manufacture the world's toughest helicopter rescue gear. From my favorite harness as a rescueman, the Triton harness, to the rescue baskets, the litters, and of course, the most popular hook in all helicopters, the D-Lock. The team at LSE will cut bend, sew, weld, and machine these products into existence every day. We do our work so you can do yours. LSC, tough gear for tough jobs. Check them out today at lifesavingsystems.com and follow them on Instagram at rescuegear. That's at R-E-S-Q-G-E-A-R. And SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help with your helicopter training, a standardization and safety check, or maybe just an audit or an FAA refresher. They are here to bring your agency up to date with the most current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. The training staff is awesome. With the certified flight instructor pilots, experienced crew members, which I am happy to say that I am one of them, they offer training in rescue, medical, tactical, firefighting, ground operations, and night vision goggle use. SR3 is also partnered with Petzl 
to assist with personal protective equipment and the highly specific Lazard. SR-3 also goes beyond the helicopter world as they provide high angle rescue training and tactical medicine training. Contact them today at sr3rescueconcepts.com or over on Instagram at sr3 underscore rescue. In this next upcoming episode, we are joined by a French Navy pilot. The story that he brings to us is crazy. And I was, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat with all these stories to come, but this one in particular sat a little bit heavy with me because when we start talking about things that go wrong in the rescue, but end up okay, it's great. But that wrong part is like, oh, game on, Uh, especially one that, like myself that goes into the water and whatnot but i'll tell you what you guys enjoy this story because it is amazing so welcome our next guest mr jean baptiste my name is jason quinn i am united states coast guard rescue swimmer number 500 these are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live this is the real rescue podcast Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Real Rescue. Today, I've got somebody with me, a pilot. So for all my pilot friends out there, they're going to get all excited at the moment. Whoop, whoop. It's coming to us from France, the French Navy. Uh, we're going to call him Lieutenant, Lieutenant Jean-Baptiste, a, uh, a.k.a. JB. What's up, sir? How are you today? Fine. Hello, Jason. Thank you to welcome me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, like, I got to tell everybody how we connected because this is an amazing story. It's like, you know, we all see different um, articles that go out and, you know, next thing you know, you're on Facebook or you're on LinkedIn or something. And, and this article popped up from Airbus. So thank you, a little shout out to Airbus because they're the ones that got me connected with you about this rescue that you picked up six people off this ship. And I was like, oh, what? And it was an incredible story. And now I get the man that flew the case. So that's right. What's up? <laughs> Thank you. It was a man, but we were, uh, we were, we were uh, five in the helicopter. Of course. I'm going to give credit to the entire mm-hmm. crew. But just for the record, you were flying. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'll tell you what, JB, if you don't mind, uh, Give us a little background. How the heck did you get into the French Navy and into search and rescue? So I, I went in the Navy in uh, 2005. And uh, after three years of school, I was a graduate as a Navy pilot, helicopter Navy pilot. I started uh, to fly uh, Alouette 3. The Alouette 3. Yeah. yeah the, the old and good Alouette 3. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, very fun. And then uh, I flown on uh, the dolphin, which uh, I am very familiar with. Little yeah. dolphin, come on! And the last version, uh, the N3 Plus, which is uh, a very good uh, helicopter. So during uh, four years, I was co-pilot in rescue mission in uh, France and in uh, French Polynesia at uh, in Tahiti. I have no uh, idea what that is, by the way. It's just not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red <laughs> Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yes. And then uh, I've flown the uh, Airbus helicopter EC225. Uh, nice. The last version of the Super the Puma. Puma. Family. The yes. Puma does a big aircraft. Yes. I like that aircraft. Very nice. Always uh, uh, search and rescue missions in, uh, in Brittany, in France. Uh, then uh, I've flown on the NH-90 uh, for seven years. I was uh, also doing anti-submarine missions, you know? Yeah, uh, anti-submarine uh, missions on yes, the I was, uh, N-90, H-90? Yeah, yeah. I was embarked uh, in a frigate, the, the frigate Aquitaine. So it was a very good experience. Uh, and uh, I have also worked with uh, the, uh, the American Navy for uh, anti-submarine uh, training. Wow, nice. So very good experience. And uh, for the last two years, uh, I'm still come back to the search and rescue mission. Perfect, <laughs> perfect which is what kind of landed this case right here. Um, before we get into that, you and I talked a little bit offline. You don't even remember your very first rescue, which is great because most yes. of us kind of have an idea and you're like, yeah, I have no idea. I, I can't remember because, ah, yes, I remember. Oh, no. Nice. Booyah. Let's do it. I, I remember because uh, I was not uh, qualified and <laughs> I was in training. So I was co-pilot. Uh, and uh, I was on, uh, tra trying to, to search uh, the, the boat we, we were looking for with the radar. And uh, the weather was, uh, was uh, completely foggy. And uh, the first echo uh, that I found on the radar uh, was uh, the boat that uh, we, were, we were looking for. And the, the man on, uh, on the little boat was lost in the fog. And uh, uh, we can win Shima. Nice. So that, that was the first mission. <laughs> That's perfect. As a co-pilot, not even qualified, picking people out of the fog, off the ship. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Man, and, and awesome. Way to get started. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this case that you guys had, like I said, I, I picked up the article uh, from an Airbus and they dropped it. Um, this case you had right here, the title of it, December 17, 2021. Uh, that's when it's dated. The, the NH-90 rescues six people in the grip of an offshore storm. The recovery of six people from the storm-torn yacht Don Coyote turned into an extraordinary rescue. Lieutenant John Baptiste describes a mission he will never forget. And this is exactly why I have you on. Later down in the article, it actually says, uh, which is awesome. By the end of the day, the winds had strengthened for over the industry department and swept relentlessly inland. Further west on the open sea, it was hell for the occupants of the Don Quixote, a 12-meter Danish sailing vessel facing Force 7C in 8-meter high waves. Eight meter is ridiculous, especially for a 12 meter boat. Oh my goodness. Shortly after 9 p.m., the vessel was overturned by a breaker and lost its mast. There was only one thing left for the crew to do, activate the distress beacon and wait, hoping the emergency service would be able to, to face the elements 
And in the next few minutes, the CROSS Regional Operational Center for Monitoring and Rescue picked up the signal and gave them the alert. The sinking vessel was located 80 nautical miles off the coast, west of the Crozen Peninsula. This was too far for the SM rescue vessel, so the rescue helicopter was the only option. Oh, ho, ho. JB, like, I, I get this. Eight-meter waves, that, that's crazy. Um, wow. Wow. 24 feet. Yeah, 25 feet, give or take. That, those are big waves. Mass, the boats, holy smoke. All right, what's going through? Like, the alarm goes off. What is yes. going, how did it go? Wow. I, I was uh, very upset because uh, in the afternoon, uh, we had the weather brief. I, I know it was very difficult conditions. And when the MRCC called me, uh, I was looking for the last, uh, for the last report. Uh, when the MRCC told me uh, that it was a sail ship, 18 nautical miles, I, I knew that uh, it was in a seven or eight meter waves. And uh, <laughs> I said, oh no, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to, to, to go to, to see. Uh, maybe it was a false alert, like, like often, but uh, not, uh, not this time. No, not this time. We, we have taken off uh, 40 minutes after the call. The wind was about 60 knots. We were flying with headwind. Yeah. So uh, our ground speed was only about uh, 80 knots. Uh, 80 knot ground speed. That's ridiculous. A... That's ridiculous for the N890. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so it, it takes about uh, one hour to arrive uh, on, the, on, the, on the ship. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. And, so you, uh, you fly an hour to get out to the ship in yes. a 60 knot headwind. Yes. And uh, the sea was, uh, the, the waves were, were more and more big. Yeah. Uh, as, as we were uh, closing the, the ship. So as you're closing in on the ship, the waves are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. And the helicopter, it was uh, very, uh, very quiet. No, 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 nobody was talking. And uh, like, the, like the diver said uh, at the, the debriefing, we knew uh, what we were going and, uh, when we, and we didn't want to go there. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and as we arrived uh, near the near the ship, we we detect uh, the distress beacon with the uh, homing. Yeah. We have said, "Wow, it's a it's a real distress." And uh, so three nautical miles after, we we, we have seen the ship uh, parallel to the wave, and uh, with the uh, waves uh, over overcoming uh, the ship. And we at this time we we have seen uh, two, only two people at the rear of the ship. Yeah. After uh, more and more people were were uh, <laughs> were going out of the ship, oh and, my uh, gosh. And, and there were six, and <laughs> not only two. <laughs> you know, so I can totally see that too. You roll up on sea, and they hear the helicopter like, "Wow, we're saved!" And everybody comes out of like the woodwork, like, "Oh, great!" And all of a sudden, you you see two people, and now it goes to six, and you're like, oh, "Okay, time yeah. to go to work." <laughs> And uh, at this time, um, we were in a hover with uh, the automatic pilot because to go over the, the ship, we needed to, to do this with, with the winchman trim. 
because uh, the, the ship was too too small to have a, a good site for yeah. me. And uh, that, that was very difficult because uh, the waves were so big that the helicopter was always uh, climbing and descending. Yeah. The audio alarms uh, were always uh, <laughs> go on and uh, we had always uh, the alarm decision height, decision height. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I've never seen uh, this before. <laughs> wow! And wow. I, I think I think the autopilot of the helicopter is not is not uh, designed to flew with these conditions. My gosh! <laughs> yes. She, all right. So, how did you get into this spot? Where now, are the are they are the victims jumping into the water to get them out of the water? Or Alors, did you have not, to- not absolutely? Not at the beginning. Okay. We have trying for 10 minutes to, to descend the rescue diver yep. in the ship. The ship was, uh, was moving uh, too, too quickly, too fast. Like uh, when, the, when the diver was arriving on the ship, uh, the ship descended. Yeah. We, we, can't, we can't undo the, the link between the helicopter and the ship. We can't decide, descend the diver on the ship. It, it began to, to be very dangerous for the diver we decide to stop the maneuver to climb to climb the diver on the, the helicopter. We were we were thinking how we can uh, find a solution. The the only solution was uh, that the crew of the ship climb in the life raft. Yeah. And then that we hoist the crew uh, from the life raft. Yeah. Uh, nice. The radio of the ship was uh, out of order because um, the the ship was completely flooded. And uh, all, all, all electronic uh, was, at, was out of order. So we, we didn't have uh, any means to communicate with the ship. So, so the crew on the ship uh, understood the situation without communicate with us. They inflated uh, their life raft. Yeah. They start to, to embark uh, into the life raft. And uh, that was very dangerous because uh, waves were uh, overflowing uh, the the life raft and the and the ship. Oh, At this time, uh, we have seen that one people didn't have a life jacket. He was uh, only uh, with a t-shirt oh, and, uh, and a short. <laughs> it was so dangerous for for them. But uh, finally, they, they have climbed into the life raft and uh, cut the cut the link the link with the ship. So at this time. Uh, we have said, uh, yes, that, that will be more easier to hoist them uh, from the life raft. Yeah. We, we have descended the diver, the rescue diver in the life raft. As the rescue diver was trapping the, the first crew member, yeah. a big wave flooded the raft and, uh, <laughs> and uh, returned the raft. It flipped it? Yes, completely. And oh my gosh. All, all the people went into the sea, and the, the people were, were 20, 20 meters each of, each of one, uh, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, <laughs> the, and, and that's not all, because uh, when, the, when the wave flips the raft, the raft goes behind the helicopter. The hoist cable yeah. uh, was broken. The hoist cable broke? Yes. Oh, no way. In, in uh, such a big uh, sound in the helicopter. Wow. 
that was awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Are there was... two hoists on this aircraft or just no, one? No, we have only one hoist. Holy smoke. And, what? And, uh, yes, we, we have a rescue uh, hook yep. that, we can, that we can put on the cable. Do you but, know which uh, one it is by chance? I, I know of two, that, the one that you kind of route around, which is made by Capewell, and then there's one yes. you feed through. It's the one you route around? No, the, the other. You feed it in, yes. and then it, okay. And But uh, it was not usable uh, in this case because the hoist was broken. The hoist broke altogether? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, and uh, that's a situation that we have already uh, think about. And uh, the only solution uh, in this case is to give to, to the man in the water, so to the rescue in the water, our life raft, the helicopter life raft. Okay. Uh, uh, so the, the, that's what we we done. And, Holy uh, we, smoke. Yes. And, so uh, with, uh, you just with... dumped out the crew life raft to the seven people that are in the water because you yeah. have no way to get them out because the hoist cable just broke after the, the raft flip and put tension on it. Oh my gosh, what? Yes. JB, this is crazy. Wow, yes, and uh, the diver was very, um, very brave because he, he swam to regroup all the crew of the ship. <laughs> and uh, it was incredible and... Uh, we, we stay in over over him to light up the, the scene because uh, the night was uh, was falling when he gets the raft he succeed to to embark all the people in the raft yeah. and after that we we had a radio call with him uh, the radio was very uh, the contact was uh, not very good yeah but uh, he understood the sit the situation uh, in, the, in the, he understood the, the cable was broken. He knew that we need to, to go to, to the base to, to repair or to change, yeah. the, change uh, the helicopter to then come back uh, and get him. So uh, at, at, at this time, uh, he was afraid. He, he was thinking uh, he, won't, uh, he won't see again uh, his wife and, uh, and his girl. He he have tell her he have he have tell us uh, by the radio, but we we didn't understand uh, because the, the radio was not good to kiss uh, his wife for him. Oh and, my uh, gosh! I think it's a <laughs> it's a good thing that we didn't uh, understand at this time uh, what he wanted to to say to us because uh, it would it would have been very difficult to continue the, the mission uh, after hearing this. Right. Right. So uh, we, yes, yes, we were, we, we were shouting in the, shouting in the radio. I was, uh, I was saying him, uh, we are going to the base and we, we will change the helicopter and uh, we, and we'll be back uh, soon. Uh, I promise. Uh, he heard this and, uh, he, it, it was, uh, it was good for him. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a scary moment for everybody involved. Like you're about to leave your guy on yes. scene. It and there's, a, I mean, there's nothing you can do there anymore once that cable breaks. No. Uh, all, all we can, uh, all we can do was was uh, was done. The next things to to do uh, now was to go back to the base and uh, change the helicopter. Yeah. 
And uh, at this time, uh, the MRCC, uh, which was uh, coordinated the, the mission, had uh, no information about uh, what arrived uh, to, the, to the diver and uh, to the crew member of the ship. Uh, during the, the return trip to the base, uh, we communicate with the MRCC to, to, tell, uh, to tell them that the, the situation was, uh, was very uh, degraded. We asked them to, to call the, the base uh, to alert them and to prepare uh, another helicopter and uh, maybe uh, to find another crew because at, at this time we, we didn't know uh, if we will be able to, to get them uh, at the second time. Wow, and uh, we we also I, we also ask for uh, for an aircraft uh, patrol, aircraft maritime patrol, uh, Falcon yep. Falcon fifty. Oh, nice! Yes, to to assist us to, to fly over the uh, over the life raft. Uh, yeah, if the life raft was flipped again, uh, the aircraft could have uh, dropped on the raft. Oh, yeah. good call! Wow, super smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I'm all on board with that. Yes. And uh, to the return trip to the base, uh, we, we had the wind uh, behind. So it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was very quick. And in uh, 20 <laughs> minutes, we, we were at the base. <laughs> and uh, nice. the, yeah, the, the, the technicians have already uh, prepared another uh, helicopter. We just had the time to to descend uh, of the helicopter, to brief the new mission. Uh, and uh, I was upset because uh, I, I didn't know if all the crew members will be okay to, to go back uh, because uh, it was dangerous. Yeah. And uh, all the crew members uh, wanted to, to get our diver out of this uh, terrible situation so the there was no question <laughs> yeah oh i i think all of us that do that job would be on board like let's go we got one of our boys in the water with survivors yeah i'm going let's go load it up yes and uh the um, the hoisting man you know the winchman yep. uh, the winchman yep yeah the winchman uh was injured when the cable uh, was broken. Yeah, because he he was uh, he was all, sorry he was holding the cable, you know. Yeah, yeah, holding uh, the cable when it broke. Yeah. Re yes, the recoil but, uh, came back at him. Yes, it was not a very serious uh, injury, so that he he, he was uh, he was okay to to, re to to go back, of course. <laughs> so he went back out there as well. Yes. Yeah, shake it off. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurt. Are you hurt or are you injured? No, I'm just a little hurt. Let's go. <laughs> Put me back in, coach. <laughs> wow. And uh, so for the second trip, we were still facing a headwind. <laughs> yeah. So it takes it takes uh, another, uh, another hour to arrive to the ship, to the life raft, sorry. Yeah. And uh, this time, uh, we, we succeed to hoist the second diver in the life raft uh, because uh, I, I think the second life raft was biggest uh, okay. than the first. 
And that, that's why uh, he, he didn't flip like the first one. Nice. Perfect. But he, Perfect. It, uh, it takes uh, about 36 minutes to hoist uh, the six people plus our diver. So it, wow. was, very, it was very long. <laughs> 36 minutes. Yeah. Actually, you know, that's actually really pretty good. You've got eight meter waves. I, I, so for all my Imperial fans, 25 feet. Yeah, 25 foot waves, eight meters, right? Yes. And you got six people in the aircraft and your rescue diver. That's number seven. Like in 30 minutes, that, that's moving. That's really good. You guys, you guys got into a groove and, and hit it. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes, wow. <thank> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your crewman was happy to be going home. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, after, after picking up the crew members and our diver, uh, we were not able to land uh, at the hospital because the wind was, was too strong and uh, there was uh, too much turbulence. We need to land at the, at the base. Yeah. And uh, the base is not, um, is not very uh, prepared to take care of uh, so many uh, people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all the all the technicians uh, and uh, firemen uh, help us to take care of the the crew members. Wow. So that it's one of the most remarkable uh, day uh, for the squadron. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, yes. <laughs> Incredible. Unreal. Wow. JB, that's that's an insane, crazy story. Like, awesome job, awesome and to you and your whole crew, your divers, your winchmen, co-pilots. Yes. Wow. When I talk about this story, uh, I still have the uh, goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And everybody made it home. Okay. Yes. But mm. uh, for the diver, it was a uh, it was a bit difficult for him and uh, for his family yeah. uh, because uh, he he was uh, really scared. But how can uh, this mission uh, would have uh, finished? Right. Right. Wow. But he's okay now. Good, good. And, uh, <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Yeah. How's he doing now? <laughs> he, he's, he's okay now. And uh, two weeks ago, we we have done another mission with him. And uh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> We're resilient. What can I say? <laughs> JB, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Hats off to you and your crew. Six people saved. Oh, my goodness. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I, I got to let that sink in for a second. I mean, it just, that's not something that you hear about that goes like that every day, you know? Wow. Freaking awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. All right, JB. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I don't want to end on that because you, uh, you mentioned you like one or two more that you have. And I don't know if anything's going to top that because that's an amazing story. <laughs> so if you want to give us one more, I, I'd love to hear it. Yes, of course. So it was um, 
about uh, 10 years ago. I was a co-pilot on the Dolphin. We were looking for, for a man uh, who went for, for fishing. He was trapped during the high tide. Uh... Tide. Yes. High tide. Um, <laughs> I got yes. you. I got you, Jamie. Come on. Okay. And his wife uh, was worried to, to, to not see him. At this time, uh, we didn't have any um, thermal camera or a night vision Google. Yeah, uh, no thermal, no FLIR, no, no night vision. Yeah, only, only searchlights. And we, uh, we were searching for uh, already 30 minutes. And then we, we see a little light on the sea. And uh, it was uh, his frontal light, and he was he was swimming. He was was trying to to not to to sink, and uh, it was uh, in the winter. We it was in January. The, oh my gosh! The temperature of the, of the water was about uh, eight degrees. Oh my gosh! Yes. That's super and, stupid cold. Yes. And, and, <laughs> And he was swimming uh, maybe uh, for uh, one hour. And we succeeded to, to winch him. He was nearly to, to die. He was, wow. uh, he, was, he was so cold, you know? Totally hypothermic. Yes, super yeah. cold. Hi hypothermic, yes. Yeah. I, I think we, we, really, we really saved his, his life. He was very grateful after. And we keep in uh, contact a few days after. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. JB, these stories are insane. Mad props. This is a good job to you and your crews for the success of those two missions. Uh, that first one that you gave us, the six people in the raft, broken cables, flipped over rafts and boats and two helicopters. That's just Wow, that does not happen every day. And you guys did an amazing job. So well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much, Jason. You're very welcome. Uh, I will be in touch with you. And, you know, when I come to France, hey, maybe we can meet up in Paris. I'm just say it. Yes. Yeah. I might be buying you a bottle of wine. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, thank you again, sir. I appreciate this. It was wonderful. Thank you, Jason, and congrats for your podcast. Ah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to jason at therealrescue.com. That's jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember, when that SAR alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard. <laughs>